You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up? What's up? This is your girl, Jules Jesse, here with another episode of Clapback Culture. Happy Thursday, y'all. As you can see, I am in the Christmas spirit. You guys, I got the tree up in the house. You already know what it is. Um, I'm just so glad to be here. I'm so glad to finally be back. I feel like I missed the last couple of Thursdays because we had Thanksgiving and all these other holidays moving into the mix. So, Listen, we've missed a lot of topics, but there is a lot of stuff going on that I cannot wait to talk to you guys about. So, of course, you know, I have Rado coming into the show later on. And as he pulls in, make sure you share this dream if you haven't done so already. We want everybody to know what we're talking about this week, okay? Because guess what? It's a lot on the menu. And there's stuff that I want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to. Um, Listen, you guys. Let me pull some of this up. We got a lot going on. Um, how is everybody holiday? Make sure you tap into the comment section this uh, this evening, you guys. You know, we like a collaborative show over here, so we want to make sure you guys are pulling up and having a conversation with me. Listen, this is old news, but this is some news that I want to show you guys. Um, did we hear about Derek Chauvin being stabbed 22 times in prison by an inmate? I feel like we heard about that and then it was kindly swept under the rug. I mean, of course, Black Twitter was all over this. Uh, this was one of those situations where a lot of people in the comments felt as if this was, you know, karma coming back to haunt uh, the former Minneapolis police officer. If you guys don't remember Derek Chauvin, I don't know how you could forget but this is the the officer, the former officer that was charged and convicted of murdering George Floyd back in 2020. Did you guys hear about this stabbing? I mean, 22 times in while while he was in, since he's been in custody um, in an incident by another inmate, he did survive. He survived the attack. Um, and you know, listen, this is this is like this is a big deal. You know, this is. This is sparking a lot of conversation, not only about redemption uh, and karma, but it's also sparking a lot of conversation just in prison security. So listen, I see Rado has showed up, you guys. Let's go ahead and bring him into the show. Rado, you good? Are you good, my friend? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Clap back. Oh, we see you. We see you. What's up, Rado? Welcome into the building. Happy holidays, brother. Happy holidays, man. I'm excited to be back. It's been a long week and it's just so much to talk about. So yeah, it much is. About. It really is. Um, so as you heard, I was giving the audience a little bit of um, conversation about this Derek Chauvin stabbing. It did happen around the Thanksgiving holiday. We weren't around to talk about it. I don't want to spend too much time about it, but I mean... You know, it, instantly, what's your take on this? Because a lot of people felt like, you know, karma's a mug. I mean, so karma is a mug, right? And, and, you know, this guy is locked up with other inmates. You know, if you guys know anything about the um, incarceration uh, population, right? Um, in, which, in which I'm, I'm, I'm sincerely um, 
you know, aware of. But, you know, the population is majority African-American. And, you know, so for this guy to have not assaulted, but killed, um, you know, someone who we love in our hearts, um, now he's behind prison walls. And I don't wish it bad on any human being. But um, it's, it's a tough situation for him. Um, you know, needless to say, um, I'm sure he'll get out early. You know, they always do. Oh, you but, think he will? Uh, yeah, I mean, stabbed 22 times, man. It's it's that's crazy, man. And I know, I mean, I know it's a lot of people out there that want to hear me say, you know what, forget him. And you know, he did this and that. He killed George George Floyd and stuff like that. Rest in peace to George Floyd. We miss you yeah. and we love you. Um, but at the same time, you know, this guy's still a human being, man. And, you know, we do a lot of things, you know, in the population that I work with and the work that I do, we do a lot of things, you know, hot-headed, right? We got a famous saying that says, don't allow five seconds to cost you 50 years of your life. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in those moments, you know, this happened with this young man. So we can never bring back um, George Floyd. But, um, you know, to, to, to the officer, man, you know, come out and do better, man. Do better. You know, I'm you know, not going to bash him. I just want to see us do better. You know, I, I agree that it, with some of the comments that like, you know, you you are living amongst your peers. And so to be an officer in prison custody, there's obviously a safety issue just going in like that. But in under these circumstances with this such a high profile case, I am actually surprised that this didn't happen any sooner. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not a person to wish ill will, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. He, he's there to do 22 years or to, to do 21 years, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. To your point, he may get out early. Um, there really is no chance for him to challenge the sentence because he did plead guilty um, in a civil rights case again in this trial. So I don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, listen, this is an unfortunate situation. Um, where, you know, an inmate felt that they would take it in their hands to uh, do some justice. But listen, we're going to move on from this topic. Again, if you haven't already, share this stream with somebody you care about. Yeah, let me put it in. To chop it up. Um, share the stream, share the stream, share the stream. Yeah. Um, and again, pull up in these comments. We want to know what y'all talking about this evening. All right, Rado, Big Rado. Let's see. Um, what you want to talk about? Let's talk about. Oh, I want to talk about everything. <laughs> everything. I want to talk about everything. Up oh, here we go. Listen. Okay. This is this is a. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this matter. I have a video for this, you guys. I have a video, but we may not need it. There. This is a super old case. I don't know what it is about 2020 and 2021 this uh, this week, but a lot of old cases have been coming up. This story is back in 2021, uh, but it came up on social media where there's a student in the Baltimore area that passed only three classes in four years, but he he ranked nearly top in the top half of his class. Now I know what? you're saying. What does that say about the rest of the class? It says that everybody was failing, including this young man. So let me give you the tea. Okay. Uh, he ranked 62 out of 120 students with a 0.1373 cumulative GPA. Again, 0.1373. Wow. The reason this has gone so viral is because there is a clip of the mother 
Mm -hmm. uh, saying that the school mm -hmm. neglected to inform her that her child was failing most of his classes over the last four years, but advanced him to the next grade. She says, and I quote, uh, he's stressed and I am too. I told him I'm probably going to start crying. I don't know what to do for him. Why would he do three more years in school? He didn't fail. The school failed him. The school failed at their job. They failed. They failed. And that's the problem here. They failed. They failed. He didn't deserve that. Looked like he caught a lick. I mean, he went to the next grade with a zero point anything. I looked like he caught a, a cool lick. He need to count his blessings and be quiet. <laughs> no, he, this ain't a blessing. He has to, do, he's going back to ninth grade. Oh, wow. He only passed three classes. In, oh his, in his entire four years that he was going to school. So in the last four years, the, this, you know, her son passed three classes, failed mm. 22 and was late or absent 272 days, according to the transcript. So oh, even yeah. though he was failing classes, he was being promoted to the next grade. So here's the thing. Where does the responsibility lie? Is this the responsibility? Who, who's negligent here? Because the mother's blaming I, the school. I, for me, I always aim, I always point a finger at the parent, for me. You know, everybody always says, well, a child has to be independent and do things on its own. To me, that's that's bull, bull, bull. Um, okay. I do believe that a child is a pure reflection of the parent. Mm -hmm. um, and I do believe that it shows a, a, a sincere um, negligence on the mother's part. Now, a lot of people will get sensitive when I say things like that, right? Because it's like, oh, how's how's these mom negligent? They're not negligent. They got to work. They got to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Very true. I get that. But at the same time, moms, you still you still have to understand that it is very, very, very important for you to understand what's going on with your child. Needless to say, you mean to tell me in four years, Jews, that he didn't get report cards into that house? Because right. I was I was one of those kids that that jogged home too to try to catch that report card before it got right. there. So okay, I got off. I got over on my mother with one report card. She didn't see it, right? I got over on her on the second report card. At some point, mom, you let an entire year go past and didn't see my progress report. No, you let four years go past without yeah. checking my report card, yeah. and that's yeah. that to me. First and foremost, the student failed. Second of all, the parent failed, and third of all, the school failed. Absolutely. Everybody failed in this situation and it really falls on the parent because children are naturally irresponsible until they become responsible. Mm -hmm. It is the responsibility of a parent to raise a child to be responsible. Yeah. And I say that because if you, first of all, if you're not seeing any report cards come in, how are you even measuring the success, the growth, the progress of your child? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that you're not communicating with the school. You're, are you interested in anything that he's doing at school? Does he have any extracurricular activities? Like this young man, in addition to the rest of the 120 students, right? Because there's 60, if he's ranking 62 out of 120 students, this school has failed a student body for a number of years by passing them to the next grade. And in fact, the, the article doesn't really go in depth to say whether or not they lost their accreditation because it seems like this is some kind of specialty school. But nonetheless, where is, where is the parent's role in terms of communicating back and forth with the school and communicating with their child to understand 
are working to this. So this is why social media is in a big outrage. And I think this has just kind of recirculated a conversation a lot of people and a lot of parents needed to have. So I agree with you. So me, I'm old school, right? So I believe in tearing a child's behind up, right? And this right. is why it's <laughs> important and imperative for fathers to be in these children's lives. Because even though we have young men, right? And we I say young men because young men come into themselves at that teenager age, right? But mm-hmm. there's still a different a different responsibility and a different relationship with a man and a young man. Yeah. You know, they might raise up to mom, but to us, we're still always alpha male if you're a masculine male. Um, you gotta get in these households and you need to call me. 1-800-RADO will tear your child ASS up. Just call me. Call me. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, it, you, you can't even get to that point if you're not a parent that's checking. Absolutely. I think we should get back to whoopings in the school, too. I'm, I'm for oh, COVID. No, I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm for that. I'm for that. Have you no, seen, I, I really am. I really am, right? So I used to be one of those people that was like, I would never, 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 you should never touch my child. Because you had teachers, some teachers were negligent. But is there any child in the history, right, of the United States or, or when it was paddling these children, did anyone die or did anyone get, uh, um, was was anyone really harmed? What I will say is that that paddle kept children from jumping on desks, that paddle kept children from fighting their children, that paddle kept children in line when parents weren't doing it at home. So you know, me. here's the thing about that, though. It mm-hmm. was what you're saying is, is that because kids weren't getting paddled left and right, there was just that threat that you could. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, that's all it takes. But here, but here's why I said that won't work in this day and age. Okay. The the generation of students that we have right now, their yeah. turn. Like this is, they're not. They are not who we were. They're not who our parents were. Our grandparents. Like they are a whole different. Yeah. climate of, of and, children and i won't be this i won't be disrespectful when i say the worst version because no we have a phenomenal children and phenomenal young people but what mm-hmm. i will say is that we are now experiencing the most watered down moral and value generation that we've ever seen in okay. the history of the united states uh we have the gap is too far we have gotten away from even saying no no sir and yes ma'am Right. We don't even know our pronouns. Do you have you even had anyone say Mr. or or Mrs. to anyone? No, they just call them by their name. You got kids out here that call their mother Keisha. Keisha, I'm hungry, Keisha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at look at the mom in this situation is coddling and enabling her son yeah. as a way to also deflect from her being responsible in this situation. Absolutely. And so we're also living in a new generation of parents that are not ready to uh, take on the heavy responsibility that it is to raise a strong young person. So we're going to take that conversation. Go ahead. Can we, can we finally say that? Can we finally say that? Because, you know, we've been waiting for the last days forever. Our grandmothers forever has told us we're living in the last days. Are we here? Is this what it looks like? Uh, listen, if, if my grandmother was still alive, she would probably right. still be These saying- These are the last days, man. Do everything you can, guys and, guys and gals, because we're living in the last days. Your grandmother been telling you this for years. This is the last days, man. <laughs> Everybody, man, that's watching us live, man, make sure you tune into that link, man. Tune in, tap in, and share the stream. Listen, the stream. 
got to talk about your boy, Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond. Uh, Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. Your past is haunting you, sir. The NBA finally uh, drops that suspension on Draymond Green indefinitely. Uh, they're saying it's for the punch. A lot of us are thinking it's just for his historical past of being overly aggressive on the court. Uh, the Golden State forward is expected to undergo counseling before returning to play. Listen, Draymond is a champion. He is the, the suspension indefinitely is is headlines for the NBA to seem like they're not, uh, you know, not taking this lightly. But guess what? Draymond, you'll be back in action before we know it, brother. Like you're such a superstar on yes. the court and have been for Bravo almost a decade like this is not a player like Draymond Green does not leave the NBA you know what I'm saying so yeah. again um you know we had this conversation before coming on the show about the punch Draymond said like listen I, I was I over I overdid it mm -hmm. right in order to get the call and the player who got hit overdid it to get the call and so he didn't intentionally mean to do this, but Draymond stands on business when he does intentionally mean to put somebody in a headlock or a chokehold or, you know, pull up and get aggressive on the court. Uh, listen, you're a, you're a former athlete, as still an athlete. Basketball is your favorite sport. Uh, what, what's your take on this Draymond Green situation? So, I mean, we are living in a soft generation, right? So mm -hmm. while we're probably living in one of our most violent generations, we're also living in a physically soft generation. Draymond Green has a very old school soul. He plays a very old school way. He has old school morals, right? And Draymond, he's a victim of his past. Um, mm -hmm. What happened on the court wasn't as egregious as they're trying to make it. So for you guys who really didn't see what happened um, a couple of days ago, maybe even last night, it was last night or a couple of days ago, Draymond Green um, was basically um, going for the ball or, or about to call for the ball where one of the um, defenders was kind of grabbing him. So he kind of swung around and hit the guy in the face um, accidentally, right? Um, now the thing about it, someone will say, oh, it was purposely, whatever the case may be. Draymond was trying to sell a call. Right. The biggest thing that people don't take from this is why is that while Draymond Green was trying to sell a call and and all those things happening, he was out of line. What they won't tell you is that the guy who he hit also sold this thing. I yeah. mean, Academy Award winning performance. I mean, this guy fell to the ground and this, this is how basketball players are. It's so soft. Everything is animated. You might as well call the NBA the, the, the a more athletic version of wrestling because everything they do is just so exaggerated, right? Um, this guy went on national TV, didn't have one bruise, one mark, one scratch. No one gets put out the game when they accidentally knock someone out of the socket or scratch their face off, break their nose. None of these things. This guy came on TV and was like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. And he was doing all this stuff. <laughs> All super big. It's just it's terrible, man. I just feel like we need us. We we need a place for men to be men. And I feel like it's a bigger picture with that. A lot mm -hmm. of people will come out and say, "Well, there's just no place for that on the basketball court." But what I will say is that while that's not a part of the game, 
things happen and we've we've evolved into a new game of flopping and 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 and, and all these sporadics and things of that nature and i just I, I feel like at this point it's not as big as what they're making it i really don't think so i think the nba feels forced to make it a bigger issue than what the fans and the players and even the athletic you know, officials really feel like it is. Yes. Um, and I think they're doing that in order to kind of- Deter um, future behavior. Exactly. They yeah. want to deter future behavior. Um, and, and Draymond Green is known to be aggressive on the court. Again, he's such a champion superstar player. I mean, he's a four-time all-star. So I don't think a player like Draymond can- reach this level of success, be so consistent. I mean, he's an excellent family man. He's yeah. known as an intellectual off the court. Um, this is a great guy. Like Draymond is, Draymond's not a guy to be suspended from the NBA indefinitely. So, you know, what, was it a flagrant? Okay. But yeah. let's call yeah. it a flagrant and then yeah. let's move on. Like yeah, let's this move on. Let's move on. Um, I don't think an ejection was warranted, but even if you ejected him, an ejection is worse, is 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 just as bad. But we're going mm -hmm. and now we're talking about where we're we're um suspending him indefinitely. I mean, the last his last altercation that happened on November the 23rd, 23rd was way more egregious than this. Yeah. He actually took Rudy Gobert and put him in the chokehold, man. It was crazy, man. But you know, that was that was more comical in a sense. Even in that instance, what they're trying to say is that, oh, he took somebody by the neck, but he could have choked. He didn't do that. He just kind of grabbed them and pulled them back. He didn't like choke them, you know? Uh, I, you know, it goes back to what we just said. They're just trying to deter future from future behavior from exactly. him. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like exactly. they just don't want. They they just can't they just can't have this. You know what they I'm saying? They can't have this, and I understand it, but I do understand it in in a. In the world that we're living in right now, they need to just stop it, stop it, because it's yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, y'all. Well, listen, uh, we're here, we're tapped in. We are, you know, twenty five past the hour. Where is the comment section? Because I see y'all watching live and, <laughs> and y'all. Listen, come out your shell, y'all, because we trying to we trying to have some conversations. Um, in the meantime, Rado, let me. I want us to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but this is a crazy situation. Uh, rapper Takeoff from the Migos who passed away, um, who actually was murdered, his mother is being sued. Um, and, you know, the, his mother is being asked to step in as the defendant in his rape case. Rape? Yeah, rape case, y'all. Listen, I I don't Ooh. I don't make I don't make it up. I don't make it up. Well, I listen. haven't heard about this. I can't wait to talk about this. You got to fill me in. Yep. So listen, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, that's what we're gonna be talking about. Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. Clapback. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at they think they know you dot org. 
All right, y'all. Welcome back to Clapback Culture. Listen, I told you guys we was going to talk about this story. Um, let me go ahead and put it up. A woman who sued Takeoff for rape back in 2020 wants Takeoff's mother to be the, the defendant in the case to continue the lawsuit. I did not stutter here. So back in 2020, um, a woman sued the now deceased rapper Takeoff for rape um, and is requesting that Takeoff's mother take the rapper's place as the defendant in the trial so that the trial can continue. Well, Double uh, XL uh, said this, that on December the 8th, um, it was reported that the plaintiff who's suing Takeoff for the alleged rape has filed court documents requesting that the case continue um, despite the rapper's death in November. The woman who's uh, requesting this says that she wants Tatiana Davenport to step in in the role, um, you know, since she is the acting administrator of his estate. The judge will reportedly make a decision on the motion during the next hearing for the case, which is February 22nd, 2024. So that's upcoming. Here's the real tea. Uh, Takeoff's mother is still waiting to hear back on a lawsuit that she, for the death of her son, you guys. So she hasn't even found any resolve for her own son. And yet, the this defendant is asking the mother to step in now of course rado can't make this up this obviously is a civil case and we all know how you feel about civil cases and so so can i tell everybody how i feel about civil cases in case you guys are just tuning in guys this is the second half of this show so all we're about to turn this thing up a little bit, okay? Just just a little disclaimer. <laughs> I gotta let Jews know that disclaimer too, because you know I get a little crazy. Listen, so, I had to pull them off, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> so this is my disclaimer, y'all, right? And I'm very, very sensitive um to cases like this, right? Um, especially when it deals with rape, anything like that. So my thing is, why do women, right? If you really feel assaulted, if you and I and I don't want to sound insensitive, but why do women always run to the civil portion of 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 the negligence, right? That they're claiming versus the criminal uh, portion. If you were raped, if if something happened to you, right? And and most times this there's statutes of limitations on rape, but most times women are still within those statutes. Why don't they go for the criminal case first and pursuing those charges to put the accuser behind bars first and then pursue the money? Why do they why why do why why, why do they do it the opposite? And it, it just it, it puzzles me because if you if something for whatever for whatever the case, right, if the criminal portion of it fails, you can always still civil suit. Right. And that's what most people do. Most people lose the criminal portion of it and they come back and do a civil suit. But it's always shady to me. And I always got that 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 that, that open eye when it comes to a woman always going straight to the civil case. It's like, oh, he touched me. Oh, he didn't stop. Oh, he did X, Y, and Z. I want money. Okay, can I just correct you on one thing? Okay. It's, it, I would say sexual assault victims, because men who are sexually assaulted as well, they oftentimes go the civil route. And I'll let you continue, but I'll answer your question as to why it happened. No, finish. I would love, and especially with you being a woman and people in those comments, I would love um, uh, different opinions around this thing. 
Well, it goes to what Little and Big Dog Brothers is saying right here, because we can't win in criminal cases. It is so much harder to prove sexual assault, especially if you don't report it the same day. Okay. In the same time, you don't do a rape kit. There's no, you don't have any evidence to prove without a reasonable doubt that this person raped you, sexually assaulted you, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you got to have a lot of, you got to have a lot of proof. You know, you damn near need to get it caught on camera in order to kind of win that case. But why, is it, why isn't it even tried? Like, why don't, why don't people even try that? I, because uh, you know, a lot of attorneys will tell a client, like, listen, you, this is not enough to go to court with. Okay. And, you know, your, your, your chances are, you're, you're better off going, um, you know, the civil route instead of doing pursuing a criminal case because you're not going to win. And sometimes there's a lot of insurmountable evidence that's like, no, I really did this. I still agree with you that there is a number of sexual assault cases that come to trial. Yes. That especially when it comes down to celebrities, that you have people place themselves in these environments. And then there's this cat, there's an opportunity for a, a cash grab at the end to say, oh, as long as I know we had a sexual encounter and then I say, yeah, I I can get this money. or as an assault, I can get something. Yeah. Yeah. I can get something. Yeah. So I'm super disappointed in this woman who is taking Takeoff's mother through this. Yeah. Um, because that's all of us. <laughs> the ultimate form of justice in this situation, if I'm a rape victim yeah. and my rapist was murdered, that would be the ultimate justice. Say no more. And, and that's what I'm and 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 and, then, and if that's not the case, sue Migos or find a record company, you know, find find his company. Why are you bringing a mom into this? And, and it's, it's just so insensitive to me because <sighs> As a woman, you know for a fact his mom had nothing to do with this. Exactly. So what are you doing? You know, I no, no one had anything, anything to do with this. That's why I'm like, you're you're gonna go after the label. You're gonna go like at the end of the day, justice essentially has been done if what you're saying has been is is true. If someone raped you and your rapist is killed, murdered, yeah. What more can you ask for? Now, yeah, do you, do you feel like you need some pain what? and suffering? No, people want that money, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Jules. When there's an opportunity for money, people do yeah. go after that. And here, and, and and that's I'm kind of a little bit torn in, in even as I'm saying this because yes. if I were raped and my rapist was killed and he was like a millionaire billionaire, would yeah. I file civil cases to get a little dough cheese too for my pain and suffering? Hell yeah. Yeah. But in this case, because a lot of individuals... So, so, so hold on, so hold on. So you're basically saying that you would rather be raped by someone that's rich than being raped, than raped, being raped by a bum. <laughs> that's so grimy. But it's so real! It's so grimy. It's so real! Yeah, I mean... It's like... It's like I got, I, you know, it's like you're, you're sexually, a, a woman is taken advantage of by a man who has nothing. They're like, dang. Like, I, I, it's a lose-lose situation. You didn't, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't took my innocence forever and I can't be compensated. So for me, that's just my thing. It's always a red flag. I'm always triggered by that because I've seen some real situations growing up in high school and college 
and, and a lot of different places where women women cry wolf, women lie. Mm-hmm. And come out and say that men did things, you know, to take advantage and get that money. So I, I really appreciate your your perspective on that. And and also um little little and big big dog brothers. I appreciate you kind of speaking on that because for me, the first thing I think about when a woman says, Oh, I need money, is like, girl, stop. Were you raped? Or do you just want this man's money? And it just so happens that every time is always women coming out the men of power. But I will say that men of power do have an ego sometimes and might feel like, you know, they might feel obligated to things. But women, stop putting yourself in these rooms. This is what y'all do. Yeah. You know that you know that guys got a bag. You come to this hotel room, you change it to that robe. You are willing to do everything to be around this guy, get these bottles and do everything. And you're willing to have sex. But the second we kick you out the room and say, you nothing. The second we disrespect you Uber. No, the, the second the second that you don't get a, a call back, a text back, yes. a cash app. No, that you yeah. because- no but, but you know, it's, it's when we belittle the women, though. It's, it's when men say, you know what? We get up, here's a rag, get out my room. When mm-hmm. a woman is when a woman feels so devalued like that, they're like, oh what? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm about to get everything I can. But it that wasn't the case. Mama, you, you drank good, you ate good, you got a little bag out of the situation. Now yeah. you want what I work for, boo, you wasn't shooting in the gym. Now, if I took that, if I took that vagina, I deserve everything that's coming my way. But if you Gave it up and you love my presence and you love my aura and all those different things. Stop lying on me, girl. Yeah, there there is a there is a there is a rape culture, um, it is a culture. that I think has emerged over the last maybe mm, <laughs> maybe 10 years now. Absolutely. Where um sexual assault you okay and and guess what i'm gonna go on record and say this i am not a fan of the me too movement um and i never was a fan of the me too movement because i felt that there were droves of women and men that came out and was like this person sexually assaulted me or made me or said something sexually explicit that made me feel uncomfortable. Um, And a lot of people lost their reputations, lost their careers, lost their money, lost their jobs because of it. And you didn't have to ever prove without a shadow of a doubt. You didn't have to prove in a court of law that any of this happened. It was just like, here's the allegation. It's somebody who felt some type of way. They're now putting that on you. Like, think about all the shit that you say to somebody. And it's just like, you don't know if you offended them or not. Or maybe you were having an inappropriate conversation with your colleague. And that was something that you guys could easily have. But my thing is, everyone should have the opportunity to defend themselves. And I feel like when the Me Too movement era came out, it was it was just cancel culture. And and the people who were being accused never had an opportunity to truly defend themselves. And people kind of backed off um, from it. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think that's what we're seeing in the next topic that we're going to talk about you guys which is this jonathan major situation oh i cannot wait to talk about him man yeah so we're let's go ahead we can move right on into that let's 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 hop into that um shout out to megan you a real one megan 
Because nobody oh. understood why you stood by that man's side while he was going through this. But guess what? That video came out, and John Myers, you fast as he mother. John Major. <laughs> you, you see him spreading through the street like that, trying to get away from this girl? Listen, we, we have the video, you guys. So I'm going to play the video, but let me tell you, let me tell you what we're looking at here. So if okay. you remember, Jonathan Majors was in a relationship with um, his ex. Her name is Grace Jabari. She was, um, I believe she's a dancer. There was a night in question where the two of them got into a physical altercation. Excuse me? Exotic? No, she was like a ballerina. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Continue. Continue. Come, come get your boy. Um, listen, so... Uh, Jabari, um, I'm sorry, Grace Jabari, you guys, uh, sh her and Jonathan Majors um, got into an altercation in the backseat of a cab. Um, remember, if you guys remember, it was over him receiving a text message from another woman that was like, I can't wait to kiss you again or something of that nature. Um, long story short, there was like a scuffle over the phone. And then... His ex, Grace Jabari, accused Jonathan Majors of physically assaulting her. Yeah. She then, after he was arrested and charged and lost everything, she came out and said, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to press any charges. This didn't happen like that. The prosecutor still took it to trial. We are now in the days of the Jonathan Majors trial. And there is new evidence, surveillance footage that has not only been released in court, but TMZ has dropped that footage, baby. So you know I'm about to go in on this, right? You won't have to. This is still that modern day lynching. This is still that black man. I don't want to see you with a white woman at AKA. This is that white women damsel in distress. That woman damsel in distress. And she need to get ducky of the day and everything else that's coming her way. Because guess what? When she cried wolf, like I just said in a, in a couple of episodes before, she cried wolf. The whole world wanted to protect this damsel in distress. The, way, it's the same way they protect the white women forever from this big masculine black male. And then you finally get the real video and it's him running from her behind. Let's take a look. There is no... Play the tape, girl. Play the um, and listen, you guys, there's no audio with the tape, so it, yeah, no it is going to be quiet. So we're going to play it for you. Stay with us because we're going to come back and talk about it. Here we go. Listen, the, the video goes on and on, but you guys get the gist, okay? You guys get the gist. That's how you run from 450 years of slavery. <laughs> that boy was running, wasn't he? Run, Forrest, run, Forrest, run. You know, we're, we're, we're laughing and making a joke out of this, but I yeah. really feel some type of way because... He Jonathan Majors lost so much behind this. And so for this woman to accuse him of being physically assaulted and then saying that she was so scared, she was in fear of her life. You are the aggressor. Yes. If you're scared of somebody, I've never seen nobody get their get their tail beat and then go run after the person that they're scared of. Yes. It doesn't that is not anyone's natural instinct. And it's not like 
she chased him for a while. Well, yeah. So yeah. The, the part of the video that we didn't show is that she runs back to their apartment and then turns into the damsel in distress. With all the other people standing With out. all the people standing around and puts on this whole show. Oh, my finger hurts. Yeah. I have scratches on my neck. Yeah. Listen, yeah. the taxi driver in the case. So let me give the people a little bit more context. The taxi okay. driver in the case uh, stood towards or, or leaned towards Jonathan Major's side of this story and said that he was trying to get away from his ex-girlfriend, that she was the aggressor and that she was assaulting him. Um, uh, Jonathan Major's attorney uh, gave uh, the defense's closing arguments um, in the morning and said that, you know, uh, here we are here to end this nightmare for Jonathan Majors. You yeah. here see what is obvious. John Jonathan Majors is innocent. I he been innocent. Nobody can believe us. Nobody can believe the voice of a black man. He been innocent. He been saying this. That pure. Um, 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 same old damsel in distress BS that we know was coming. And big shout out to Megan Good because she stood beside this man and we couldn't understand it. I couldn't even understand that dynamic, right? So mm -hmm. for a black woman to get with a black guy, I'm trying, hold on, hold on. Uh, Megan, was you texting him? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay, I see it now. So this is this is this is okay. exactly. I like okay. that theory. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Cuz we, we do we know that Megan is a woman of substance, right? Um so we 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 know that she's just not hopping into something. This had to be going on. So this white woman now saying like, "Oh no, I'm not going to lose you to this to this woman and and this whole you know kind of thing occurred but it also proves a point that Jonathan Majors didn't want this woman now, now listen to this woman okay listen to this um um very clear when we run from you and don't come back we don't want you anytime you fight with your significant other this is what a man is going to do we're going to talk trash we're going to threaten and we're going to do all these things and we're going we're going to walk away but guess what we're going to do we're going to turn around and talk some more trash and make sure that you coming back to the argument. What this guy did was totally flee the entire scene. He, he, I won't want to say he was scared for his life, but it's so sad that in today's day, you can tell that Jonathan Majors calculated everything that was going on at that point. The first thing he knew as a professional was that one, he was in an altercation with a white woman which is a total no-no. Number two, he's a public figure. So he knows that he cannot be attached to any kind of domestic abuse with any woman, especially emphasis, a white woman, okay? Number three, um, I really, really love that they went, and I don't, and I really don't think the prosecutor wanted this. I know the prosecution didn't want this, but they allowed the testimony of the driver. Anytime a situation happens in a vehicle, the most important testimony is the driver, okay? Now, we can say all this about the drivers looking forward. No. The driver's job is to be in control of the car and understand everything that's going on. So you have this thing that God blessed us with called peripheral vision, right? And that means that you can have those eyes in the back of your head. All our moms had in my, our whole life. 
I'm I'm saying this because me and Jews, we kind of was on the fence about putting the Tory Lanez case um, in clock back today because we've learned that they allowed the driver that was driving Tory Lanez and Megan that night to actually submit a testimony, which was very, very important because he was the number one witness. He was there in the whole altercation, right? The same as this cab driver. But mm -hmm. Jonathan Majors, one of the things that me and Jules agree on is that this phenomenal man lost everything. And it's so sad that not only did he lose everything, but even in the heat and in the battle right now with everyone understanding that all her allegations was false and, and that he is um, actually was telling the truth and is an innocent man, no one has gave him back anything. So now we got a black man, Jonathan Mayers, with a white woman, the damsel in distress, mm -hmm. that put on this whole show, right? And she's not going to be prosecuted. And this is why I'm triggered, Jews. I'm triggered because this same white woman, this damsel in distress, could have changed the narrative and said that he touched her or raped her or done something inappropriate. It's been happening for over 500 years. This whole interracial um, dating thing that was uh, um, um, prohibited for so many years is out of control. We're still sitting in today's day. Tell me, which, tell me how you feel, Jews. I think... You know, in, in this situation, there's a lot of ways that we should continue to look at this, right? We should look at it also from a lens of domestic violence victims. And we talked about this last show. Um, and, you know, and you and I had a pretty serious back and forth about it. Mm -hmm. Domestic, real domestic violence victims who get into physical altercations with their romantic partner. Mm -hmm. fail to report out of fear okay and to have somebody like grace jabari say you know this is this is of the same volume and mm -hmm. destroy this man's reputation career um, and financial standing to me is just so well. negligent and that it's time for us to see that exactly what this is. Mm -hmm. His ex-girlfriend was bitter and revengeful. She saw that text message and went ham mm -hmm. and she was trying to grab the phone and do all of this. Mm -hmm. And when you think about what essentially he is defending, right? Because she's alleging that he, um, you know, twisted her arm, mm -hmm. uh, was squeezing and prying her fingers, mm -hmm. prying her fingers from what? Probably the phone, uh, mm -hmm. delivering a blow to the back of the head and shoving her into the back of the car. <laughs> you know what happened. You know what happened. Your man w was cheating on you. Yeah, was cheating on you. You felt some type of way about them text messages. Absolutely. And then you grabbed the phone and went smack. And, went smack. and that's why you chased after him. Because here's the thing. You're not scared of him. You're upset with him. You there do love him. Can you back that up? She's what now? She's in love with him. She's not afraid of him. She's, She's not afraid of him. him. She's upset with him. And I think <sighs> this situation has gotten so out of hand. If I don't know if the prosecutors have taken this case and kind of accelerated it 
Mm -hmm. um, into, you know, beyond what she's able to kind of take back. But if it were me, I would have been honest about this situation and said, look, this is totally out of hand. We got into a fight. I I was drunk. I was doing a little bit too much. I was really feeling some type of way and I, and I'm a stand on business. Mm -hmm. Women will literally get into a violent situation with their man, hit him, scratch him, kick him, punch him. And then the second he smacks her in the face, all of a sudden, Oh my God, I got to call 911. Nobody should be putting their hands on anybody. Absolutely. When they're upset, period. Don't keep your hands to yourself. Guess what? He's Jonathan Majors, baby. Yeah. He's Mr. Marvel. Yeah. If you're feeling some type of way about him getting about him um cheating on you, date date somebody else. And guess what? It could still happen. But that doesn't give you the authority to try to snatch his phone or try to get into a physical argument with him. He literally did everything a man is supposed to do in a situation when your girl is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Get, leave, leave, run, don't engage in the conversation. And then when she threatened suicide, he even went down into the apartment. He couldn't get into the apartment. He had to go ask a doorman to let him in. He had the handyman let him in. He found his girlfriend unconscious. He called 911 and the police officer still took the damsel in distress story. And that's how he was charged. So I, I mean, I feel like this is him getting his day in court. Um, yeah. Again, the jury is out. So they're going to come back with a verdict in this case. I do hope that some of the things, if if he, I mean, hopefully we see justice. This is one of the only. What? You know, we ain't saying no justice. Let's, you were sounding real good up until you tried to say no way. I this said hopefully. There is no hopefully. When it comes to white women, there is no hopefully. This woman will not be charged. This woman will not be scrutinized. She will not be canceled. If she wanted to go right now without a, a, a single bit of actor experience, she can go and take all his roles if she wanted. Well, I don't. I don't crazy, not, but here's the thing. But but when when I'm talking about justice, what I'm saying is, if he justice to me in this scenario for now, the reality of the situation is. He is not, he's facing one year in jail. He's facing four different counts of assault. Justice, if, if, from my perspective, would be he's not charged on, on any of these things, right? Uh, the jury's, uh, you know, because she's not on trial. That's the thing. He's the only person on trial. So we can't say, they can't be like, okay, Grace, you're the aggressor, so we're going to charge you. That's not how, you know, that's not how court works. Absolutely, I understand that. What's going to happen is, is he's going to be, if he is found not guilty, that to me would be justice. And then the second part would be the things that he lost, the brands and everything else he would regain. Guess what? He's got a beautiful new woman, Megan Good. He's let him move on and just move on. At this point. Can I tell you what would be justice for me? Sure. And this this is very simple, right? Justice for me would be for her to be made an example of and be charged and prosecuted to the fullest extent for not only perjury, right, but also wasting the government's time and resources. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing that happens when you go to court. This is why people take plea deals and they and they don't go to trial, because there is a stigma that if you waste the government's time and resources that you will be 
overcharged. You would be over sentenced, right? And this woman has done that, right? We just spoke about the um the other damsel in distress, the black girl. What's her name from down south that that went and um and, Carly and Russell. That's exactly right. Um, when a black woman does it, she she's she's charged or, or or she has civil suits or or they're looking to sue her in so many different ways. But now you have this 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 damsel in distress that had a temper tantrum, right? Because her man didn't want her and, and another woman was taking her man and she decided to be aggressive. And th there is no footage or tape or any proof of Jonathan Majors doing anything to this woman other than the fact of her word. So now all of this evidence comes out, right? And now all the evidence comes out and the prosecutor has more than enough to understand that the burden of proof is, is low, but they won't, they're not gonna do it. They're going to take him through trial. He's going to be exonerated and he's still going to wear this stain. This stain will never leave him. He was Mr. Marvel. He was Mr. Creed. He was on the way of, of, of being great. And I hope he get an opportunity to get that. But it's just not fair for men, especially black men, to have to go through these things if they didn't do it. Right. And that's what I'm an advocate for. I'm an advocate for people being accountable for the things that they do. And I'm also an advocate for people being protected when they live their life the right way. And I just don't see that here. Uh, you know, I, I would have to say that that's probably the biggest challenge in the justice system. And even really just like this, you know, us having so much access to people's personal lives that we as a society will label you and give you this scarlet letter, even when you've been exonerated. Okay. I mean, if you look at people who have been charged with rape, Murdered. convicted, and then later exonerated, they're still considered rapist. Yes. And that stigma, that scarlet letter always follows them. And so I think you're right. I think this is, you know, undoubtedly a smudge, a blemish on his record that is never going to go away, right? Because, you know, directors and producers and Hollywood may look at him and say, yeah, he is Mr. Marvel, but uh, he got a little bit too much drama attached to him. Remember he was in that, he was in that thing with that girlfriend and then he had to go to trial and blah. Some people just, even with knowing the facts may say, oh, we don't really want to, we don't really want to cast him in this children's film. We yeah. don't really want to cast him in this because we don't want to have the drama. And so it's going to take time uh, for him to build back a lot of the things that he lost. But you're, you're, I think you're on point in that when you go through the criminal justice system, you are even whether you are found guilty, have served your time, have come home and reinvented yourself, people will still say, oh, but... Yeah. You remember he did that thing and and you're never truly either rehabilitated or yeah. you're never really truly exonerated. So listen, we're out of time. It's, you know, one minute past the top of the hour. So listen, final thoughts on this or, you know, or let's close, let's go ahead and close out the show. Let's, just, let's close it out because my final thoughts on this, like I said, I'm triggered. It's going to take me about 10 minutes. So when I'm not here on Clapback, when you can find me, is Roddle 007 on all platforms. That's TikTok, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, and that's also Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys, you can call. I, I forgot to tell you, my Facebook was hacked. I don't even have Facebook anymore. 
Oh yeah. I don't have Facebook, you guys. Listen, the people got you the people that always want you to send a cash app and all this other crazy stuff. Yeah, you guys, I'm in a fight with Meta right now, trying to get my Facebook profile restored. Well, if you, if so, you get a message from Jules Jesse, it's not her, and it's, it's definitely not me. It's not me, but I'm working on getting it back. Someone changed my account to Julia Childs. <laughs> you got married. <laughs> you got married. You know Julia Child, the chef. Yes, you got married. They changed your last name. Man. <laughs> Vita said, Meta, speaking of abusers, LOL. Oh, Listen, no. we're not going to get into it. Listen. I love you guys. Thank you. Wait, so I didn't get, I still got my handle. Can I do that? It's still okay. my show now. Watch yourself. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. All right, y'all. You guys can find me not on Facebook, but on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at Treasure of J U L E S. You know what it is. Listen, we will not be here next Thursday. The holidays are among us, and Rado and I schedule is just like out of control. So we will not be here next Thursday. So don't look for us. Um, and then I'm just gonna look really quick since we're here. We're not gonna be here next Thursday. We will be back on December the 28th, y'all. So come back, tune in. We want to talk to you guys before we wrap up the year. Of course, until then, stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. Love y'all. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.